Hello and welcome to the Later in Life Love podcast with your friend Mimi and her boo AJ. Today we're going to be talking about dating during the pandemic, how that's changed things, and particularly how it's changed things for those of us over 40 and dating. Yes, because it's changed things for everyone, but I think there's some nuances to those of us who are over 40 and having to navigate the whole pandemic and dating thing. Yeah, it's always been difficult for everybody. You know, once you get out of college, you have that plethora of people in your age range that you're meeting and seeing daily and you're going to class. And even if you live off campus, you still have access to people in your age range. Now, once that is over and you become an adult for real, for real, then you just don't have the access anymore. And then you have to make a concerted effort to try to find somebody to date. And as those years stack up and you get uh, further and further away from that 20-year-old college experience, now where do you go to find a date? So where do we go, Mimi? Where do we go? Because... And you mentioned this during the last episode that a lot of people, they would prefer to meet people the old fashioned way through friends in person. Grocery store. Grocery store. Local bar or nightclub. Not necessarily nightclub. I would say more bar, lounge, professional environment that you may be hanging out in where, you know, people are out socially hanging out. That's, I think, where our age range tends to or tended to want to go to find that companionship. But we're in a whole different world now, technology. Mm -hmm. We have dating apps. We have the ability to screen people, to pick and choose the the features and benefits (laughs) that you want, just like you do on Amazon. Just pick out what you want. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish they have reviews though, man. If we could read the reviews on those people that were swiping left and right, that would be something there. I I think you're on you you have a, that's a great idea. I think we need to get going on that before someone yeah, steals it from us. Before be somebody or as they're setting up their profile on that dating website, we need to have some reviews. We need to have them have people that they've had relationships in the past, give them a, a review, a recommendation, a warning. <laughs> hey, stay away. This person <laughs> is not the one. And they get true reviews. Hey, if they were wise enough or unwise enough to send them uh, a recommendation and say, hey, I'm about to sign up for this platform. Can you give me a good recommendation? And that person says, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to show that person. It broke my heart. That would be fascinating. I I just feel like somebody's going to do that on some level. I just feel it. Nevertheless, until that's done, uh, we are here trying to find people to connect with and that we can date and have a relationship with, or maybe not even a relationship, a fling, whatever it is that you're looking for. We're trying to make those connections. And right now, dating apps are pretty convenient. And even during the pandemic, so I did a little bit of research on on this, even during the pandemic, people are still doing the online dating thing, whether that's the short-term hookups or looking for maybe long-lasting relationships, but the popularity of dating apps has increased Mm -hmm. to about 19 to 26% since March. Wow. Even more people than were on there at first. Well, I mean, it makes sense because you don't have access to those old-fashioned methods. Um, You know, for the most part, churches are closed and Nightclubs are limited and bars and such may not even be open or just have outside seating and limited capacity. So it is much safer to just 
stay home and let's find somebody on the screen. Absolutely. I think that's exactly what people are doing on whatever level it is they want to connect on. In some cases, they may just want to be chatting with those people that they meet on the dating app, or they might actually want to meet in person with them. So of course, if it's the latter, there are a lot of things to consider in terms of what's your level of caution, what's your potential partner's level of caution and risk and all of those types of um, considerations, such as have they been tested mm-hmm. for COVID-19? They're definitely Which, different levels um, of awareness and caution, you know. I'm sure there's a segment of the population that says, hey, this this isn't real and I'm going to keep on doing what I've been doing. And other people who think, oh, it's the end of the world. It's very real and I'm not going to ever do what I've been doing. And then other people who meet in between. So um, I'm hopeful that on those dating apps, there is some type of screening where they do ask in those general questions about yourself, you know, your preference, you like sports or uh, eating habits and such is um, also included on there. Again, hopefully, um, what is your level of caution with COVID-19 and how, you know, how will that affect your profile and the people that you may be matched with or attracted to? Yes. And I know we were trying to remember if that was on there um, last summer. I feel like it was, but I can't remember if someone is listening Uh, If you're on those dating apps, if you could let us know if they have those types of uh, questions on there now, what's your level of of comfort with meeting in person, or if there's questions around mask wearing and that type of thing, it would make sense that they would add that because for some people that's going to be uh, a deal breaker. For example, if you are very cautious and you're not going to be around someone who's not wearing a mask and other people, like you said, don't really see it as uh, that risky if you're outdoors or Um, you know, they feel like they're fine, so they don't have a problem not wearing a mask, then, you know, in some cases that that could already from the start be a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. I think that people are even more um, apt to to ask questions of potential mates um, related to COVID than, you know, they may ask them uh, related to their previous sexual activity. You know, they want to know, hey, you know, are you being safe on this aspect? I guess that's, you know, how we start. And then maybe we'll get to that other stuff down the road. But um, you said that one of the questions was, have they been tested? Mm-hmm. And what might be another idea that uh, that they might want to ask or um, be screened for? Well, another consideration would be, have they been traveling? Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people who have elected just not to travel until all of it really dies down. They haven't had maybe an immediate need to travel. Um, they, you know, their job might not require it. So they would mostly travel for pleasure and just have been able to not have to travel on an airplane or be in um places where there are a whole lot of people. And uh, if you've been that way, but then you're potentially dating someone who maybe has a job where they travel a lot or just has been traveling for pleasure because they're, they've been going crazy being on lockdown for so long, then that definitely could be a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess at this point in late February of 2021, um, there's still that two-week kind of self-quarantine period 
either before you travel or after you travel. So, you know, when you meet someone, um, that's a good 14 days to really get to know them, to have some deeper conversations before you do actually meet. Absolutely. And uh, of course, another question is, have they been dating at all? Have they been again, just very cautious and kind of put a pause on dating? Or have they still been out there dating people, meeting up with people, doing exactly what they should or were doing in the past, except with uh, masks or with a little bit more caution? It just can vary so much um, yeah. depending on the person. Comfort level with wearing a mask, uh, their hygiene habits. Um, I think that most everybody, whether um, you're on one end of the spectrum or the other, we all are being a little bit more aware of how close in proximity we are to other people. You know, I myself have been to grocery stores and in, you know, various social situations where, hey, when someone gets in your bubble, in your social, in your space, you kind of feel it and you take a step back and, you know, you're kind of look at them like, hey, this isn't, this isn't the good old days. This isn't 2019. Yes. You need to step back. That's so true. It just has changed so much for so many of us. Uh, the other thing that I think is really important um, especially at our age, is thinking about our, as they call it now, our pod. So those people that you are in most contact with, that you live with, that um, maybe that you work with, whoever it is that you're in contact with the most, either at your home or if you're not working from home, if you have to uh, work outside of the home, who are those people that you're around? Um, and in some cases, for some of us, if we have elderly family members in the home or we have um, young children, you know, for those of us who might be divorced with younger kids in, in the house that we um, definitely don't want to get, get sick or have them, uh, you know, pass something on to them. Um, if you have high risk people in your group, that's another consideration. So for those of us um, who do, in my case, um, elderly parents, that was a really big factor for me. I felt like, okay, well, I'm younger, you know, maybe I could, would be able to tolerate it, but my goodness, if I pass something to my parents in, who are in their late seventies and eighties, I just would never be able to forgive myself. So that was just a really important thing for me. Yeah. Um, again, it's all about that comfort level. It's all about knowing where each other are coming from. Uh, you can, again, relate that back to conversations on, you know, maybe sexual history, you know, and, hey, mm -hmm. well, who have you been with? Because everybody you've been with, you are also putting yourself at risk with the people that they've been with. And that goes for, yes. you know, this day of the virus as well, knowing who they, they're coming in contact with. Are they throwing caution to the wind and still hanging out with friends? You know, oh, it's just their birthday. Everybody can hang out on their birthday. <laughs> we went to an outdoor place and I wore my mask some of the time. So, hey, I feel a little bit, you know, more comfortable with it than maybe someone that you're planning to date and, and see and they, you know, are not comfortable at all. And they're saying, oh, well, no, uh -uh. if you've been hanging out with your friends and there was a birthday party two days ago, it's going to be a couple more weeks before we get to meet for coffee or hang out. And I think people are being creative when it comes to the limitations that we have right now. I know that's something that we've done. We've instituted virtual dates and uh, thank goodness for, for Zoom and all the technology that we have that we're able to do that. Yeah, our, uh, our date nights are 
have become very special to us. Um, although we both are working from home and are going Zoom crazy or Zoom stir crazy, <laughs> having to do that all the time, um, there is a little bit of difference when you have someone that you care about on the screen rather than having to be at work or, you know, as an educator, have children on the screen and um, and have to do that most of your day as far as your work day, but, you know, are able to separate that when we do have our special time when we can hang out with each other. And, you know, for us, we choose to do that um, very selectively. It's not like we are FaceTiming and having Zoom uh, interactions all the time. Um, and I think that that, uh, that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And the fact that, you know, when we do see each other, we spend a few minutes just kind of looking at each other like, wow, I've never <laughs> seen you. <laughs> It makes it more special. And I think we found that out early on because uh, early on yes. it was like, hey, I, I can't FaceTime with you all the time because I'm just going <laughs> to sit there and stare at you. <laughs> so we have more just conversations, actual phone calls. Wow, I didn't know phones did that. Yeah, we do phone calls <laughs> on our smartphone and then save the FaceTime and the and the Zoom interactions for uh, more special occasions or, you know, I mean, we can definitely still be really missing each other and make it quick. But, you know, those weekend date nights are something to, that we really look forward to. And so, you know, I have to give you a, a shout out for what you just said about the uh, FaceTime versus just the phone conversations, because that is something that so impressed me when we first started communicating that we were doing the FaceTime thing and then you're like okay I'm too distracted like I want to hear your story I want to hear what you have to say but now I'm like looking at your eyes and looking at your freckles <laughs> and I'm just distracted so let's tune out the noise and just actually listen to the content of the uh, of what we're talking about and just really focus on what we're saying versus what we're looking like when we're saying it and I feel like that really solidified a lot for our relationship. I really think that it brought us at a deeper level very quickly to just really be able to focus on that. Yeah, I was very happy for both the message and the messenger being beautiful. So to <laughs> look at you was definitely a distraction. Uh, I, I wanted to hear your message. Oh, sorry. We, we're going to get sappy like that on occasion, you know, please forgive us. It's going to happen. that flowing. <laughs> <laughs> so even with all of those obstacles of um, being in the pandemic and um, seeing each other on FaceTime versus talking to each other just on phone calls, it is very important to always look at the bright side. You know, the fact that you have connected with someone the fact that you have things in common, the fact that there is a way to communicate. And although you can't physically touch each other all the time or be in close proximity with each other, that being on the screen is, is just going to have to be enough for now. And we've accepted that. And, you know, we'd be curious to hear if other people are really having a hard time with that or if they've accepted that as well as an alternative. It's not like, there's nothing like the human touch, but without that, um, or since that is not available, um, we have to make do. And like you said, there's always the bright side, which is that you did find someone that you're able to connect with. And that's something to celebrate for sure, despite everything. So that's today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love for you to join us every single Monday for a brand new episode. And remember, it's never too late for love. It's never too late. 
Hi, I'm Mimi. And I'm AJ. We're the host of the Later in Life Love podcast, where we discuss dating and new relationships at 40 plus. Do you have a dating or relationship related question for us? If so, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash later in life love and leave us a voicemail. Your message might be included in a future episode. You, my friend, can be part of our show. And remember, it's never too late for love. It's never too late.